Hello, and welcome to Career-ish, a podcast that explores the idea of what it means to build a career while disproving that building one has to be intimidating, scary, or completely planned. My name is Richard Sylvester, and I want to thank you for joining me today for episode 5 of season 2, in which I chat with my good friend and fellow career coach, Rachel Wood. This is the final episode of this season, and I invited Rachel on this week to share some news about some significant platform changes that will be happening in the CCPD. As I continue to experiment and develop this podcast, one of the ideas I had is to continue to expand this brand by not only doing interviews with alumni about their career journeys, but also interviews with current students about exciting career development opportunities they had such as internships, externships, and career treks. Occasionally, I'll also interview current staff as a means to share important updates with you, our student listeners, about changes in the CCPD, such as new programs and platforms. So with that in mind, I sat down with Rachel, and she shared news of a major shakeup that is happening in the CCPD, what led us to make that decision, and what you can expect in the future. This episode isn't one to skip, and after the interview, I'll be back to wrap up the season and talk about my future plans for career-ish. So after this short musical break, the next voices you will hear is my interview with my good friend and fellow career coach, Rachel Wood. Be right back. So my guest today is an assistant director in the CCPD, Rachel Wood. She's also a career coach, and I brought her on today because we're going to have a conversation about one of our platforms. So Rachel, welcome to my show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So I brought you on today for you to uh, make an announcement about um, our platform, Wiser. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people what that is? Sure. So we announced it via email. I don't know that that many people read email these days uh, back in March, but our platform, uh, our third party platform that was connecting students and alumni together, similarly to the way that Facebook connects folks together, was called Wiser. And we have we have sunsetted that program. So we no longer are offering that platform. Um, It functioned somewhat similarly to LinkedIn.com, but it was just for K students and alumni. And so I'm just I'm here to answer questions about um, why we why we sunsetted our use of that particular platform and what students can do instead. So talk to me a little bit about why the decision was made to sunset Wiser. It, when we started it, it was it was a really great experiment. Um, it was seen as kind of revolutionary at the time that we were going to be having this sort of proprietary network for only K students and alumni. Um, it was going to be connecting specific students to specific alumni around specific interests. So you could, you could search by industry, you could search by alumni that had signed up to do specific things, like specifically I'll review students' resumes or specifically I'll offer uh, a place for students to crash on my couch or in my spare room during a summer internship, things like that. And it, it worked okay for those things, but for several years, we just had a real lack of engagement on the platform. So we tried everything to get students and alumni interested in the platform and then also engaged once they joined. Um, 
we we saw that mainly the the issues were that students all users of Wiser had to create their own profile on Wiser, and that's if you are a student right now, you're probably thinking, yes, I have to have uh, of this account and of that account and this account. I'm constantly typing in my name and my major and what I'm interested in. And so Wiser was just another account that students had to log into and update and keep up to date as they gained more and more experience or, or as their interests changed. And for alumni, it was the same way. So if people weren't constantly using the platform, they may or may not be keeping it up to date. Where a site like LinkedIn.com which is a much bigger and more well-known site, and of course, open to not just Kalamazoo College alumni, people are inherently more interested in keeping their LinkedIn profiles up to date because they are a public version of their resume. That's not to say that everybody always keeps their LinkedIn profiles up to date, but it's just more likely um, that they'll do so. We also, we just found that there are so many more alumni that are on LinkedIn than were joining Wiser and the main benefits of Wiser were more on the career services end, like we could see when connections were made and so we could sort of track things and have some data and metrics. And that was helpful, but only in it that it was showing us if it was a good investment for us or not, right? And um, we can't track, we can't say, oh, 30 students reached out to alumni on LinkedIn this week. Uh, we can't, we don't know whether or not that's happening. All we know is when we do presentations in classrooms or for student organizations, or what most mostly happens, we do lots of one-on-one -on -one conversations with students and try to help them get connected to alumni. We don't know for sure if those connections actually happen. That was one big benefit um, for Wiser that we lost when we sunsetted the program, but it was a, let's be honest, it was a major expense. And when the pandemic hit, we had to look at, are we being good stewards of the college's money? Are students getting the benefit from um, the money that we are spending? Are they, are they getting the direct benefit from that? And when we found that there are other ways to get the students their benefit, maybe we would lose some of our benefit on the back end, but it was worth it to be good stewards of college funds. That totally makes sense. And, you know, one of the things that I think you touched upon is that, like, the primary purpose of Wiser was really to act as that uh, facilitator to connect students and alumni. And so now that Wiser is sunset and it's going away, how are students going to be able to do that now? It's a really good question. So, so of course, there's my um, canned answer that students might roll their eyes at, which is come talk to a career coach. And, and I, I hear that. I hear that it can be annoying for me to say that that's the first thing to do. The reason I, I would say to do that is number one, we can help you practice or, or look at what your outreach is going to be to make sure that um, it's appropriate and you can feel really confident in that outreach. Also, we might have relationships with alumni that are in fields of interest to you. So we may already know of alumni that already work with students or already have opportunities or know people who do have opportunities. And so it's really worth your time to have a career coaching appointment. However, we also know that you're allowed to just go on LinkedIn and reach out to alumni. So we also have resources on our website on a few templates on um, how to reach out to somebody that you don't know at all that you just found on LinkedIn. Um, we have two quick videos. I think both of them are under two minutes long that show you how to use two resources, the college's alumni directory that you have access to as a student 
and LinkedIn.com's um, Kalamazoo College's page on LinkedIn, where you can look directly for Kalamazoo College grads and what they're doing now, and kind of play those two things um, in two different browser tabs and be able to find who you want to reach out to, and then maybe a third browser tab that's got some of our templates on it so that you can get some a little bit of generic uh, advice on how you might do that. Um, certainly there are, uh, there's gonna be a wide gamut of people and in terms of how familiar they are with how to do this sort of networking outreach thing, how confident they feel about that. And so regardless of where you're at on that spectrum, I do think it's a good idea to come talk to a career coach or even come to drop-in hours or something like that, just to make sure that if you have any questions here or there, or you just want to practice, or you just want to say, does this, does this email that I'm going to write to this person sound good? We might say, oh, you know, in addition to that person that you want to write to, you should also write this similar message to these three other people that we know would be um, great people for you to reach out to that are in that field. You know, one of the things that I really like that you just said um, that I completely agree with and I can't state enough is that it is so valuable to talk to a career coach in situations like this because oftentimes um, we do know people. Uh, one example comes to mind um, that happened um, a couple weeks ago is I was in a career coaching appointment with a student and they were talking about um, a potential interest in social work, um, but they didn't know if it was right for them. And I was just like, oh, hey, like one of my student workers actually is a social worker right now we have a great relationship if i email her and say like hey can you talk to the student she will 100 percent respond to you and that's happened like as soon as we got done i'm like oh hey this person um can you talk to the student who's interested They're like yeah totally i'll talk to them right now you know and so to me i think that's something that um can't be overstated about coming to a career coach is just like the relationships that we automatically have i'm just impressed daily by the commitment that k alumni have to students um, surrounding career development. That's the that's the part of alumni commitment that I see. And I just, especially the Hornet Huddles program that we just did with seniors, uh, where we had 50 some alumni do, I don't know, somewhere around 200 appointments with seniors. Um, I got to sort of peek into some of those as I was on the back end in Zoom, and they were just so warm and genuine and gracious um, with their time. Yeah. And not stuffy. You know, it's, it's, you already have this connection to this person because they also had to do a SIP or they also had this professor that you also have. I, you, you have all these things in common because you're going to a school like Kalamazoo College. So um, why not take advantage of that? And early on, don't, you don't need to wait till you're a senior to, to start doing that. So specifically, as we transition to start using a platform like LinkedIn to facilitate these connections, what are some of the benefits that uh, LinkedIn has to help students make these connections? Sure. Uh, so it, besides the fact that LinkedIn, people are inherently more likely to have their public LinkedIn profile um, kept up to date. You also have, there are, there's the Kalamazoo College Alumni Association group on LinkedIn. So if you join that, even as a student, you are now in the same group as someone, which can sometimes, depending on um, how everybody's individual LinkedIn membership is structured, can sometimes make it a little bit easier to use LinkedIn itself to reach out to someone. Um, there's about 13,000, it varies uh, every time I check, uh, Kalamazoo College alumni on LinkedIn. 
And there were several hundred alumni on the Wiser platform. That was awesome. But it could never compete with the number, the sheer volume of alumni that are on LinkedIn. And a lot of times I'm, I work with, I don't know if you have this, this thing where you say, so do you have a LinkedIn profile to a student? And what does a student say when you, when you, when you say that to them? It's either no or it's yes, but I never have updated it. Yes. Yes. Either no, or I have one, but I haven't done anything with it. You don't have to have done any, I mean, this is not the best career coaching move for me to say, I'll be honest, but like, you don't have to have done anything with your LinkedIn profile to use it to to research Kalamazoo College alumni on LinkedIn. You just have to have one and it's free. And we don't ever, we don't ever um, recommend that you, that you need to have like a, a premium version of LinkedIn. Uh, you can do this stuff with a free version, which is good. Um, and yes, if you, uh, if you put your resume on LinkedIn, then if you reach out to an alum and you mention that you found them on LinkedIn, they might look you up on LinkedIn and then they can read a little bit more about you before their meeting. You can just copy and paste bullet points from your resume onto LinkedIn. So you don't have to type it all out. Um, but you can use it without, without spending hours and hours on your profile if you, if you don't want to do that. Um, so let's actually talk about that. So say that there's a student that's listening to this and like, oh, that's actually something I'm interested in doing. So they hop on LinkedIn. Um, if you just go to the search bar and search for Kalamazoo College, you'll find our page and can easily find the alumni directory. Um, one of the things I like about LinkedIn is that oftentimes, um, the profile that a person has on LinkedIn is a little bit more robust than probably what they had on Wiser or was identical because oftentimes LinkedIn had a button or Wiser had a button just like sign in with your LinkedIn account. And I would often tell students like, actually what you should do is create a LinkedIn account first and then sign into Wiser. So you don't actually have to create two profiles. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they've done all this work. They've done the searching they found an alumni who they'd like to actually get in contact with. Like, so what is the next step for them to actually go and actually find their contact information? Sure. So definitely you can Google their name and where they work. And um, sometimes you can get the generic um, naming convention emails, email. um, I don't know what it's called. Like if you're trying to find somebody that works at Kalamazoo college, it's first name dot last name at kazoo.edu is their email address. Um, So that's, that's a lot of, a lot of it is finding a work email address that way. Um, then you can go right into the portal. You can go to the alumni directory. You have access as a student and you can just search their name, their first and last name. Um, if, if they may have changed their name for any reason, you could search their, um, their class year and either their first name or their last name. And, and usually you can, you can maybe match up the, the results that come up. Um, you can also search the alumni directory by um, location and by major. Um, and probably some other things that I just can't remember off the top of my head, but um, it's going to give you whatever the college has as the um, contact information that the alums was willing to share, Um, which again, I I shouldn't be surprised for how long I worked at K, but alumni have shared a lot of contact information with students and they know that only students can access it and um, it's right there. So it's it's a great thing to check out. And if a student's listening to this and you've never actually been to the alumni directory before, you can just access it by going to kzu.edu backslash alumni. Um, and literally the first thing you'll see there is the alumni directory and you can just click through and sign in. So the next question I have is so like, 
you know, now we're on like the third step of this process. So like they've gone on LinkedIn, they found somebody to actually get in contact with. They've gone on the alumni directory and like they found their email address. So how do they actually go about in like crafting an email? Like what are the things that they should say? How should they actually reach out to this person? Yeah, it's a, it's, I would put, I would insert the the step in there just cause I'm, it's a shameless plug, but you know, I'm going to do it. I would insert the step in there of check with, check with the career coach just to see just if there's, if there's a, if there's a, a connection that they already have and if they can help you with crafting that, that email, but it doesn't have to be that long of an email. If you think about, if, if, if I'm talking directly to the student, if you think about how long of an email you like to read, it's probably not very long. So you don't need to give them your whole story. Um, you just right away, you need to capture, capture their interest and why you're writing to them. So it's, hi, I'm Rachel Wood. I found your name on LinkedIn when I was searching for English teachers. And I am looking to interview an English teacher about their experience. This is like, that's like one, maybe two sentences. And then would you be, would you be open to a 30 minute conversation during your lunch break or 20 minute or 15 minute, whatever you want to say, here's a couple of the questions I anticipate asking, maybe put two or three bullet points of the kinds of questions that you might want to ask. If you need help, there's like really long list of those kinds of great questions on our website. Um, and then what time would sometime in the next couple of weeks work for you? I can be reached via email or you can even give them your, your phone number. Um, and asking for something specific and telling them what you're going to be asking in your meeting is really helpful because it makes it easier and easier to say yes. So if you just say, I'm looking to do an informational interview or I'm looking for a mentor, those things are great, but somebody may be a little bit reluctant to respond because they don't know exactly how much time you're going to be, um, you're asking for. Now, if they say, yeah, we can talk for 30 minutes during my lunch break, you respect that. And at 29 minutes, you say, I know we're out of time and I want to be respectful of your time. And who knows, the conversation could go longer than that, but they, they committed to, you know, they said that they would give you that amount of time. And um, that's, you just want to stick with that and at least be respectful of their time. Yeah. You know, the thing I frequently um, explain it to students um, when I'm talking to them in career coach appointments, as I say, as like just kind of like flip and say, like, imagine it from your perspective, if you got an email address from somebody who you didn't know, that's just like, hey, so-and-so, I'm thinking about applying to Kalamazoo College. Um, I'd love to talk to you for 30 minutes and just ask you some questions about like your experience at K. Like, would you be willing to do it? And like, sure, you probably would be because you're like, even, I, even though I don't know them, this is a subject I know about and they told me how long it's going to take. But if that same person just sent you an email, just like, hey, I'm thinking about applying to Kalamazoo College. Can I just chat with you sometime about your experience? Like, I don't know, dude. Like, do you want to talk for 30 minutes for, or for three hours? Like, that's, you know, and so the more that you can tell them, like, specifically what it is you, that you want to talk about and give them a rough idea of just, like, how long it's going to take, more likely than not, like I said, our alums are super kind and gracious with their time. They're like, yeah, they'll 100% do that. And then the last thing I always say is just, like, yeah, usually just try to remember to send a follow-up email, just take, thanking them for taking the time to do it after you're done. And that's about it. I will also say, if you feel like all of this is something that um, you're behind on, and like if you're listening to this and you're about to graduate in a week, um, or you know, you're like, oh, I should have done this a while ago. It's a good idea to do, even if you're not feeling like, oh, I'm I, I'm past the stage of like needing to grow my network. You're really never past the stage of needing to grow your network. 
So you mentioned it earlier that um, you had created a couple of very short tutorials um, showing students um, via screen share video on how to actually do these things. Um, if they wanted to find that content, where could they find it at? Those are on YouTube. It's just at KCCCBD is our um, handle on every social media channel that we're on. Um, so it's just youtube.com slash KCCCBD. There's links to our channel from our website. Um, uh, there's a few other videos on there right now, but the, again, they're probably the shortest two, and they say right on the top um, that one of them is understanding LinkedIn, I think, and one of them is the K K alumni tool or um, K alumni directory. So really easy to find. And they're also linked from a page on our site called Learning From and Connecting with Alumni that has uh, other sets, uh, sets of questions to ask during an informational interview. Um, a template that you might use if you have no idea where to start or how to reach out to an alum. Um, that kind of thing is, is all on a, a page on our website as well. And I'll also drop a link in the show notes of this episode so anybody listening can just click on that and go directly to there. Um, before we wrap up, is there any piece of advice that you want to give to our current seniors who may still be looking for a job right now? or are still trying to figure out their next steps after graduation? It's a really good question. So your first job is extremely, extremely unlikely to be your last job. Uh, that was the case 20 years ago. It, every year it becomes more and more likely that you're gonna have more and more jobs before you stop working. And so figure out what, your, what, what values you truly hold, what's most important to you, what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not willing to compromise on. Like, will you work for this kind of a organization or not? You are the only person that knows the answers to, the, to those questions. And what are your goals? Are your goals right now that you need to make enough money that you can pay your rent? Cool. Do not be worried that some job that you take right now is going to be the job that you have six years from now or even two years from now. Um, getting some work experience is great for your resume, regardless of what kind of work experience, well, most work experience, I would say, is great. And reach out to us. We, are, it, we have a vested interest in you finding a job and being happy with that. And so we will work with you individually. And we don't, we're not, we don't go away just because you graduate. Yes, we're, we want to see you as soon as possible in your college career. But if as soon as possible means this July, then that's what it means. We'll start wherever you are and um, we'll, we'll, we'll help you. I promise. That is some really great advice. Um, and we will leave it there. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on my show. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me again. And welcome back. That was a very informative episode. And I want to thank Rachel for taking time out of her busy schedule to come on my show. Now, as I said during the intro, this is the final episode of season two. Working on Career-ish continues to be a wonderful experience, and I look forward to creating a bunch of new episodes for next season. I think this podcast still has a lot of room to grow and develop as a brand, and I'll be hard at work over the summer bringing some new ideas into season three. So with that in mind, if you are listening to this, and you have previous experience with audio or video editing, podcasting, or content creation, 
I'd love to chat with you about working to help with the production of the show and content creation for the CCPD. If you're interested, please send me an email at richard.sylvester at kzoo.edu or look out for job postings on Handshake towards the end of the summer. Now, before I wrap this up, I want to ask you for two quick favors. First, if you are listening to this right now, would you please share it with your friends? This podcast is produced with current case students in mind. We realize that we are going to have a lot of listeners that aren't current case students. And while we appreciate each and every listener, we want to make sure our current students think that this podcast is useful to them. So please share it and let them know about it. Second, would you please rate us, review us, and give us five stars on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Giving us five stars helps us get the visibility we need to make sure that we get into the ears of the people who need to hear us the most. Career-ish was produced by the Center for Career and Professional Development at Kalamazoo College. The intro music is a song called Never Forget by Raj featuring Christopher Sims. The outro music is a song called Friend Shippers by Dave Fox. Information on where you can find all the music included in the show including the bumper music and links to our socials, can be found in the show notes of this episode. I want to thank Rachel for coming on Career-ish and for being such a great guest. I want to thank my colleagues in the CCPD for helping to produce this show. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Your time is valuable, and it means a lot that you would spend yours here with me. Until next time, thank you for listening, stay safe, and have a great summer. Take it easy. I can get you all. I will never leave inside my love.